Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Great. Are you gonna go play block around tonight? Yeah, you gonna come along? Yeah! All right, let's go! go. <laughs> Okay, Keith here from Beat the Casino. I wanted to talk today about, uh, some folks have been asking me about some of the blackjack strategies that we got involved in, and uh, particularly about the non-random strategies and, and some of the things, you know, why some people fail. Well, most people actually did, because uh, one, some of the information, but two, of how they played it. And, and the card clump strategies back that came about in the 90s were actually very good. Uh, they discovered a part of the game that not many people were aware of, to be honest. And, you know, you can argue all you want about it, but there were certain parts of the game that became non-random with hand-shuffled cards, especially in large numbers of players. Um, however, the fatal flaw for most of the players who would become involved in this was that one is they thought that it occurred all the time and in every game. So consequently, when they would sit down and, um, and there were three flaws, but that's the first one. They would sit down at every game, assuming that every round had some sort of predictability and they were looking at things and making up patterns that actually didn't really exist. Like, you know, it got to a point of being a little bit ridiculous of zipper patterns and things like this. Um, you know, where twos runs with tens and after twos came sevens and eights. And, you know, just kind of reading way too much into a random game. And, and you know, we as humans try to seem to think we see patterns or we, we look for patterns all the time. So it was certainly uh, human nature. However, on the converse side, too, is is the card couplers or the not uh, the uh, card counter um uh, kind of party and, and group would always say that it didn't exist. Of course, we don't have to take my word for it as a card counter. You can look at the newsletters that I subscribed to when I was younger of the best card counter of all time. And he spoke about the non-random situation of cards in Atlantic City, where the sequential box order of cards uh, would come about. And this, if you've read Ken Houston's books, then you could read that in his newsletters that he actually said that and wrote about it and complained about it to the Casino Control Commission. So it did actually exist. There, It's undisputable at times. However, again, I think most people uh, looked at it, looked at every round as it happening in every round, and, and, and that just wasn't the case. So that was the first flaw, is just assume too much. I, I think that... Uh, was was a big problem. Of course, you know, uh, I guess that's that's the way it goes. Uh, you know, now we've learned that it just doesn't happen in every round. The other thing is, uh, and one of the most important things is that the cards were grouped wrong. You know, they used to always say, "Well, tens follow tens more than they should." Well, you know, I, I guess one of the things that wasn't taken into consider in what, consideration when you just group tens as one unit is of course there's four of them right there's jack queen king and ace they're all tens and and of course the ten five i'm sorry um so so you had five ten value cards ten jack queen king and ace and they were all alike they were all ten so you're going to see sections of them of four five six six long seven long even, all the time, okay? Um, so that wasn't anything that was unusual. So that was a flaw in just looking at tens kind of as a subset, because as a subset, uh, so far as trying to identify clumping as just a specific subset of tens only, uh, that was probably a fatal flaw, okay? 
But what should have occurred is the idea of high cards versus low cards was certainly uh, a good idea. Uh, and it was a way to identify card clumping. So what we should have looked at uh, when we first started is not just tens and saying, well, this is a clump of tens. What we should have looked at is adding this, the eights and nines to them. And of course, they did add the eight. Okay. So a group of high card, the only clump that you could actually identify would be a high card clump. Okay. So let's say nines for most card counters through ace. Okay. So anytime you see a clump of cards or a long stretch of cards, say, let's say a row of tens with a, a nine in between and then an eight and then another long streak of tens and then a nine and an eight or whatever combination of high cards nines and aces that were excessively long and the most important thing was that it was repetitive you would see it time after time uh, in the same shoe after it was shuffled uh, that would have been significant then and then you know you could you could explain that by lack of shuffling and the card pickup procedure which is what they were doing and conversely if that was occurring then on the other side it was easy to identify low card clumps because all the all the low cards have different numbers right two three four five six you know if you put seven in there and, and you you know you could count aces as high or you can count aces or no as low this actually helped uh, identify the large the low card clumps but I think the fate the fatal flaw was is one we they, they thought it had occurred in every round and it very seldom occurred okay maybe once or twice or you could go down and find a couple tables where there was some non-random activity going on that was to the point of being predictable okay and the other thing was that they played it too much and they made subsets of cards that were just it was just ridiculous the next thing and this is probably the most important thing is when you actually played that way and let's say you were you made a mistake against playing basic strategy and you thought that you were playing into a non-random situation that was a fatal flaw because really in the 90 percent of the time when you should have been playing just straight basic strategy okay and you were trying to predict things you probably lost a lot of hands that you should have won in many cases now you know may i don't when i say you should have won i mean you know it's it's a close game okay Let, let's understand that maybe 52 times you should have won the hand and 48 times you lost it because you were trying to get cute and fancy and try to predict something that just wasn't there okay so but that's a fatal flaw because when you lose a hand you should have won that's a huge swing or you could have won okay especially by doing uh, the exact converse of what card clumping was trying or card clumpers and non-random uh, blackjack players were trying to do. They were trying to get their hands one ratio up by going against basic strategy um, when in fact they were making things worse because they were assuming that the game was non-random in all circumstances and really honestly just making I hate to say quote terrible plays but really just the wrong play in the situation that occurred look if they were sure they were in a card clump and you know they could predict the next card and and, and thought they had a really good read on maybe this round or the hit card or the dealer's whole card as occurred once in a while then great go for it you know try it and keep track of how many times you're correct uh, however when you were wrong you paid a really big price for it and I think that's one of the things that wasn't factored in uh, into their success so uh, it's still a great way to, to play it's still a great way to know because from time to time 
it does occur, and you want to be you want to watch for it. And of course, we ha we have the precision blackjack manual, which is a really toned down version of uh, of uh, how to play clump clump style blackjack and what to look for. And and uh, you know, uh, our, our friend Ron De Benedetto has written about it, and it's available at Beat the Casino if you're interested. Um, uh, it's a great great way to play, and I'll, I'll put a link down below. Uh, again, you know, he, he certainly is a proponent and has a lot of experience in casinos of understanding card count, card counting, excuse me, and, and basic strategy. And every once in a while, you can get in a situation where you see a non-random game and, um, you know, exploit it just a little bit more. So it's a great way to play, and I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so if you get a chance, take a look at the... Uh, uh, at some of the materials that he's published. I'll put the link down below here. Uh, also, too, one of the things I was a big uh, proponent of lately is we're, we're doing a lot of practice sessions uh, with Baccarat. And one of the things that came about in our Beat the Casino practice sessions with our Beat the Casino players, we do them every Monday night for our private members. And uh, it was very a very interesting thing happened. And forgive me for, I'm going to get to the point, is we, we came up with this, and I know it sounds kind of huckster, but it's it's a master bet. and But there's a good uh, criteria for the master bet. And the master bet is this, is when we're playing, and of course when we're playing online and we can sit there and talk about um, you know the uh, what we think is best and what statistics are significant. We talk about what's what, what we think we should bet, and then of course I send out a poll uh, with the webinar uh, uh, software that allows people on the other end who are watching to say, okay, well I think it's player. We've noticed that after we play the game a little bit and we're polling people for their opinion, we actually uh, come up with. When the, the criteria for the master bet, I'm sorry, is when 75% or more of the Beat the Casino players agree with what should be bet, okay? We call it a master bet. And we are right well over 75% of the time with these bets. And again, it, all the other ones are just taught, we're just talking and carrying on and, and saying why we think we should bet. But when, when that statistic goes to, okay, 75% of the players who are here, think that it let's say player would win and then they tell their reasons you'll find that we find one or two really good statistics that say wow this bet looks really good and and well over 75 percent of the time we win that but it's a great way uh, we always say, I wish we could take the 20 people who are looking at this game and look at the game and I'll talk about it for two or three minutes to make sure we're, we're seeing, everybody's seeing the same thing. But it's part of the conversation at Beat the Casino and uh, I find it very valuable and so do our players and I think it's a great thing uh, to practice and study. And, uh, you know, I think the incremental gains that each and every player makes at, at Beat the Casino is what's important. Uh, I got an email the other day. Uh, it, was, it, it wasn't funny, but I get it a lot. Hey, I want to become a high stakes baccarat player. Well, you know who doesn't? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, uh, if you can uh, get to that point of playing, I mean, you, you've succeeded. Um, you know, but again, it, it's like uh, it takes time. It's, it's no different than any other skill. You have to uh, devote the uh, the time and energy in it, join the club, which is why we started the club. No one's going to hand you a secret formula, no matter how much they charge for four or $5,000 to uh, to go ahead and beat, 
beat, beat the game of Baccarat or Blackjack for that matter. You have to study it. You have to get with other players who play it and know how to beat the game. And that's what Beat the Casino is about. So, well, listen, I wanted to check in. I've been away for a little bit, been traveling. We're doing some playing. We have some stuff coming up in Vegas. We have the new practice sessions at uh, Beat the Casino, which are a big hit. Uh, we have the uh, Precision Blackjack Manual that we're uh, uh, hoping some some blackjack players and join us and uh, you know learn how to play uh, clump style blackjack now uh, in the year 2019. It's 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 a great way to play. Uh, so this is Keith from Beat the Casino. Listen, we'll talk to you again soon. And thanks for uh, hey, stopping how you doing? by. Good. How are you? Great. Are you gonna go play baccarat tonight? Yeah, you gonna come along? Yeah. All right, no. let's go. All right. <laughs>